Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite de Queen's Practical Wisdoms for Life podcast. I'm Amanda, your host for today's show, and I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina, as well as Director of Operations and Communications, Rachel. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Today, we will be discussing how to respond when you realize your friends aren't good for you. So the question I'd like to start with is, what kind of friends might hold you back, and how can you identify them? Rachel, would you like to answer this question first? Yeah, thank you, Amanda. I think that this is really an interesting topic that a lot of people can relate to. So friends that hold you back can come in a lot of different flavors. Sometimes they're just unmotivated and um, that seems to rub off on you. Um, Sometimes they reflect things that you maybe once believed in, but you no longer do. Or they might hold separate beliefs that you don't believe in, certain prejudices that you find ugly. And sometimes they bring out the worst in you. Um, You find that when you're with them, you're meaner than you are otherwise, or you don't, you're more apathetic, things like that. Um, Because really the point of a friend is that you two bring out the best in each other and you hold each other accountable and you support each other. And sometimes you find that the people that you think are your friends um, don't do that. And so, yeah, you, you need to look out for a lot of different ways that you might find that your, your friends aren't doing that. So you can identify these people in a few different ways. Um, I think the most major one is if you find that you feel bad about yourself when you're with them or after you've spoken with them. But if they just make you feel like you're not that smart or you're not that cool or things like that, then those aren't really people that you should ever surround yourself with because that's just gonna wear down your own confidence. You might also find that you're uncomfortable around your friends or with the things that your friends say. Because again, with friends, you're supposed to be comfortable. Um, Obviously, they should push your ideas every now and again, but really, it should be an easy relationship. And if you find that you're uncomfortable around them, then it's that's a sign that maybe your, your friends aren't the best for you. And another way that you can, you really know that this friendship isn't working out is when you don't look forward to seeing your friends or if you feel a little bit icky after you see them or like something went wrong. Those are all ways that you can identify that your friends just aren't aren't jiving with you anymore and that you you should maybe start looking around for a new crowd to hang out with. Um, Tina, do you want to build on what I said or have your own twist on it? Well, I think, uh, thank you, Rachel. I think that the uh, the only thing that I would add, you, and you you hit all the all the key points um, that that I would have I have mentioned. Um, but uh, it's a matter of uh, are you energized when you're around these folks, or are you um, a little unsettled? Are you are you kind of itchy to to move on? Um, so, with the question of what kinds of friends might hold you back, they would be. Uh, friends that that uh, or what you think are friends, but they're only talking about themselves. They don't seem to have any types of questions. They're not. Uh, there's not an interactive conversation. I think we all know people that kind of sap the the room um, because it's all about them and not necessarily about um, um, having an interaction. They don't seem genuinely uh, interested in in another person it's always uh, that they're they're needing something from from you not necessarily sharing or ever asking anything about you i think that those are very unhealthy relationships and can be identified 
uh, and then determine if if you're okay being the the helper in the in the uh, in in the relationship, and you're okay being dumped on all the time, but you're not able to to share your feelings or your or your thoughts, uh, you're okay with that, then that's a conscious decision. But uh, uh, certainly, if you're feeling energized by someone uh, and and or and or a group of people, you're feeling energized, you're feeling really great about it. I, you're not really going to be thinking, are these about are, are these people a bad influence on me? But if you're kind of unsettled and and it's um, and and to your point, Rachel, you're not looking forward to seeing them. Uh, you're saying, oh gosh, I got to go see you know. I got to go see them today. Um, then that's that's a pretty good sign that that perhaps it's not a healthy relationship. Lynn, yeah, I I really liked one part, Tina, especially because you really hit on uh, people that if you look at what kinds of friends might hold you back, and those are the people who are really narcissistic. And you also both you and Rachel hit on people who are negative, and you know so you know, really looking at that, you know, when you're around people who are just gloom and doom and how they look at every situation, um, they're looking at in the worst possible light, um, that darkness of character really permeates, you know, your relationship. And, you know, when you're looking at the narcissism, you know, where they're really, these friends are, they only contact you when they want something or they want something out of you or, they only talk about themselves and what's going on with them. And they're not there for you. You know, they're just reaching out to you so that you can be there for them. And, and that really leads to also to, you know, what kind of friends might hold you back. And those are friendships that the people are really uh, consumed with envy. Uh, you know, and you can tell that with how they respond or treat other people and how they talk about that. And you have to remember that sooner or later that that those feelings are going to mitigate to you and how they're going to treat you. And so with all of this, how can you identify them? I agree with everything that Rachel and Tina have talked about, about your feelings and how you feel when you're with them and about yourself and about your actions when you're with them. It's really about trusting your instinct and going with your gut. If you know that this is just not feeling right, you need to go ahead and and uh, identify that so that you can move on. And to Rachel's point, um, find find new friends who are really fit where you're at now in your life, because that's something that will change over time. Thank you all for your valuable insight. Um, now that we know how to identify friends that might be holding you back. When should you try to help your friend become a better person and when should you cut them out? Tina, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this first. So all of this um, uh, really goes back to identifying um, what, what friends are, are good friends and what bands are, are maybe borderline or do I want a project? That's what this speaks to me is how, how do you help a friend become a better person uh, versus cutting them out? Um, it depends on your time and and your sanity and uh, whether or not that that person is really worth your time to to try to improve because there are some people that just don't want to hear it. There are some people that no matter what you do, all you're going to be doing is is spinning your wheels trying trying to make someone else and, and is that really the best use of your time? I'm not so sure that um, 
that once you've identified someone that's being a bad influence, now maybe it's that they're uh, that they overindulge or that they uh, that they talk too much or they, you know, there, there are, there are some things that maybe you can, you want to be careful not to pass judgment because with a friend, you're trying not to press, uh, pass judgment. Um, so how do you help them become a better person? Because then are you just saying, well, I want you to be a better, I want you to be a better person in my eyes, but maybe that doesn't make them feel like a better person. Does that make sense, Lynn? Yeah, it does make sense. And of course, here I am, the talker. <laughs> so, um, you know, when you get to this question, I, I find that this question is, is really delicate. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to ask permission to offer advice. Right. And even when you, you do and you get permission, you need to be very diplomatic. And you have to remember that sometimes they're going to accept uh, or listen and sometimes, you know, they could react um, strongly. So, and there are times when some behavior could be so egregious that you really feel you have to call it out um, without asking for permission. And I want to point out, this can be very difficult uh, because it creates conflict uh, in the sense that how you handle it. Always address the behavior, not them as an individual. Um, the same way that you would with a child, that you're addressing the behavior that you did not agree with, um, not them as a person. So there are times that because you are a good friend, you want to say, you know, you just didn't quite come off right when we just had that coffee with XYZ just wanted you to know that you could have created a, you know, it was sort of awkward. And, and, you know, just be gentle about how you bring that up because all of us have our good and bad points. And to, to Tina, what you just said, you know, it's that investment and giving them some slack and acknowledging that, you know, no one is perfect. But definitely when you see something that, uh, you, you know, that you feel that should be changed, you know, try to have that conversation very respectfully and gently and get it started and see where it goes. And you may just want to stop the conversation, you know, or mm -hmm. it could become something that was, that's really helps the other person see a different perspective. And maybe it takes them a week to say, wow, okay, yeah, I really need to improve on that or I need to change this. So that's, mm -hmm. that's something that can be very valid. Um, Rachel, what would you like to add? Um, I think you, Lynn, and Tina have both done a great job here. Um, I think it's natural to want to help people that you care about. And if these are your friends, obviously you do care about them. Um, but it's important to remember that you can't really fix people. Mm. And sometimes they don't want to be fixed or you shouldn't try to change them. As Tina said, we're, you need to be sure that you're not just making them something that you think that they should be. Um, because they are their own people and they have their own lives and you need to respect that. Um, and I think that Tina was also right about trying not to pass judgment and that's good. Um, if it's destructive, of course, what, if their behavior is destructive, um, either to others or themselves, then it is important to address that. Um, maybe you bring it up with them once or maybe, maybe it's something that you think is beyond just yourself. 
and maybe you talk to your other friends or maybe you talk to someone who's more qualified to help them if it's something pretty serious. You need to recognize the limitations of your abilities and your time. And you can't pour all of your energy into fixing somebody else because then you're not going to move forward yourself. Um, as to when to cut people out, if they really, really push back um, and obviously don't want to change and it's the way they are is something that you can't live with, then it's time to move on. And if they make you feel bad about yourself, then it's definitely time to cut them out. You don't need that kind of negativity that's not going to help you um, as you continue to forge your past and become who you want to be. So it's really a personal decision about when to stick around and help someone and when to move on from them. But you should, you do need to be decisive about that and be clear with yourself about why you're doing it. And, um, and that's what's going to help you move on through your life. These are some excellent points the three of you have brought up. And I'd like to expand on this just a little bit more. Should you try to warn others of your friend's behavior? When would this be appropriate? Lynn, how would you address this? Well, uh, I think I'm going to start with saying that you, you need to keep in mind that your friends may vent or overstate their feelings or thoughts because they feel you are a safe sounding board. So if you set that aside, um, I think that there's another part of this too that's not like this is um, destructive behavior to Rachel's point. So I'm going to talk about myself. Like my resolution process is to talk it out. <laughs> Just we already heard that I'm a talker. And I can talk about something over and over and around and around. And I can easily envision my friends uh, warning uh, a new introduction that I'm a talker. And, and this would be absolutely appropriate. Um, so I think that you should, when you anticipate a style difference, um, such as myself, a talker versus introducing them to someone who's very reticent, sort of a non-talker, um, or someone who is very formal when their style and they're meeting an individual who has a very casual and open style, um, by, this isn't necessarily warning them, but this is giving them a heads up that could smooth the path so that they would be able to um, really connect with each other more easily because they have an immediate understanding that there's a slight style difference, that they approach things a little differently. And so I'm gonna take that, this question in that sense um, and Rachel, I'm sure that you have a twist on that, on how to answer this question. Right, I, I do. Um, I am not going to be talking about different styles of communication or things like that. Um, when it comes to warning others um, of your friends or ex-friends behavior, I think being honest is okay, but you need to be careful not to be a gossip. This isn't middle school. You're not trying to spread rumors about anyone. Um, we've all moved on from that. Um, so don't just go out there and just trash talk people. That's not, that reflects really poorly on you, first of all. And that doesn't really, it doesn't seem like a very honest way to discuss another person. Um, and it certainly doesn't give them a fair chance. 
Um, when you are talking about your friends or ex-friends, um, you should do it primarily when somebody else brings it up, although not necessarily. But you always need to make sure that your tone is respectful. We talked a bit in the last question about um, not passing judgment, and that that remains the case here. Um, if they ask you if they're a nice person, you can simply say, like, well, they might come off as a little prickly, or they're very they're very blunt about their opinions, things like that. And I'm not saying that you necessarily need to sugarcoat it, but you don't want to sound vindictive at all. And because again, that's just, that's not going to look good. That's not a good thing to try on. Um, now, again, if this person's behavior is destructive, um, then, I mean, if you're really concerned about the person that's getting involved with them at this point, you might find that it's really important to pull them aside and say, hey, just so you know, this person has a tendency to do X, Y, and Z, um, or things like that, then, and then I guess that that would be okay. That's really a judgment call, and that's a case-by-case basis. Um, I wouldn't press the issue, of course, if you take someone aside and say, hey, they're a really jealous kind of person, and it gets kind of ugly. Just tell them that once. You don't need to just be like, no, seriously. And then keep cornering them, like, why are you still friends with this person? Because that's that's creepy, and again, it reflects poorly on you. So, um, yeah, it's, I think that there are some cases where warning others is a good thing to do. But what about you, Tina? Do you agree? I actually, I, 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 I don't need to put you on the spot like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, that's fine. Um, I, I, I understand where 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 your position is, and I and, and I respect that. But I. I really, I, for me personally, I don't feel that uh, unless it's extremely destructive behavior and someone is going on a on a something's going to put somebody else in danger. Um, I really think that um, I would I would stay out of it. Um, I would not necessarily warn somebody else of of someone else because that again it's passing judgment and what works for me may not work for you or may not work for Lynn. Or Amanda, uh, so I think that it's a very personal. Um, yeah, again, it's a it's a one on one relationship, so it's it's not that you're dispersing the entire group. It's just that that one. And if someone were to ask me, didn't you used to be friends with so and so? Um, I might I might offer yes, but but you know our our um, our values were different, or our um, uh, we had different um, we 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 just are going in different directions or something along those lines. Um, you know, it just, it, it just didn't work. And, um, uh, you know, I wish you the best or, or, you know, have, have fun with them or you'll, I'm, I'm sure that you'll have your own, your own experiences with that, with that, uh, with that person. Um, so that's what, uh, how I would handle it. It's, um, it's interesting because it's always a very difficult decision to make when we're uh, saying that we're going to uh, end a friendship or move on from a friendship or things aren't working at the moment. Um, and um, there's always a, a kind of a sense of loss there. Um, but again, to 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 color someone else's um, opinion of an individual, I think, is unfair. I think that it's up to uh, to each of us to to form our own opinions. Thank you for your different perspectives on this difficult topic. We have time for one more question, and we have one from Claudia in Tacoma, Washington. Claudia asks, 
I've been best friends with Paula since middle school, but after over a decade of friendship, I'm beginning to feel like she's holding me back. All she wants to do is smoke weed and play video games like we used to, and she gets angry when I tell her I'm busy with school or work or that I'd rather do something else. I'm, tr I'm trying to move forward with my life, but she doesn't seem to want to come with me. What should I do? Thank you, Claudia, for your question. Lynn, what advice do you have for Claudia? I think the first piece of I advice is that, um, Claudia, you need to recognize that um, your friends do change. They will change as you mature and your life goals change. It's a natural transition. And as you grow as an individual, um, you're going to find this more and more. It, it's, it's an, and I think that in this case, the fact that your friend is reacting in anger is very telling uh, because you're moving forward and her behavior is negative. So I think that your growth, your path is a growth, is to growth and opportunity. And you need to um, maybe take a time out from this friendship, uh, make new friends, and uh, you can certainly continue to check in with this old friend, um, but just less frequently. And if you come across something that you, you're interested in and you really feel that um, Paula would be interested in, uh, maybe you can reach out and see if you can catch up at that point. Let's see. Tina, what do you think? You know, I think that's, um, that's sage. Um, sage advice. Um, you know, we, it's difficult when we grow up with, with friends through our lives and, and, and lives don't necessarily run in, in parallel. Sometimes they intersect, sometimes they, they just go way off the grid on other sides. And it sounds to me, Claudia, that that's a little bit of what's going on with Paula, that uh, Paula may, may not be exactly staying where, where you think she is, but, but maybe she has her own reasons for for what how you are perceiving her in that all she's doing is is uh, what all, what you used to do um, but the point is that if she's getting angry with you because you're doing something that that you feel like as Lynn said you're moving forward um, then I, I would say that that's a point where you have to look and say am I feeling great about this or am I a little unsettled when I hear things like this do I want to hold myself back and go back to doing that? Or is this going to interfere with my path? And at this point, this is a um, where where you need to take care of yourself and realize, as Lynn said, that maybe this is just, uh, you know, not 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 working right now. And um, I look forward to, to getting together with you at some future time or, hey, if I if I hear something that that I'll keep you in mind. But um, you, you cannot allow yourself really to, um, to hold yourself back because your friend isn't, isn't at, the, at the same stage that you are. Rachel? Right. I think um, Lynn and Tina both really described this or advised this really well. Um, Claudia, it sounds like you're really doing a great job of moving forward and trying to um, really create something out of your life, and I commend you for that. Um, like Lynn and Tina both said, what really concerns me about your friend is that she's reacting in anger when you are um, working on school or other work. And I'm not sure if it's because 
she sees that you're moving forward and she's jealous or if it's that she's just frustrated that you don't have as much time for her as she's used to having from you. Um, either way, it does sound like she's being a bit unsupportive or more than a bit. Um, and that's not really going to help you at this point um, as you are trying to move forward. But I think that Lynn and Tina are right about maybe not completely cutting Paula out of your life. Um, it sounds like it sounds like you guys are growing at different paces. And that's something that happens in a lot of friendships, I find. I'm, I mean, maybe I'm just too optimistic, but I feel that Paula has a good chance of someday also deciding to go to school or work hard in a career or do something. Um, and that she will move forward and that she'll learn to be more supportive and a little less selfish um, in her friendships. And I think, yeah, I, I do think that she, that is a possibility for her, but I also don't think that you, it's up to you to make sure that that happens. At this point, it sounds like she needs time and space to grow and that you have already surpassed her in that maturity level. And of course, as Tina said, um, it might just be that she's doing something else. And that's okay too. It, I'm, I guess I am passing judgment here just by assuming that she's less mature than you are, Claudia. Um, but it does sound like either you're going at different rates or you're in different paths. I think that you need to take a moment away from her to try to figure that out and see if you can reconcile this relationship. As Lynn said, maybe just check in a little, le little less often. And as you, um, as years to go by or months or years, um, and you see that nothing's changing or things are getting worse with her, then I guess a later date will be when to decide uh, whether to completely cut her out or to reconnect and have this great relationship. Because it sounds like for the last decade, you've been having a great time. And so it just sounds like this might be an ugly spot with her. Um, and I think that's where I'll end my advice on that. Yeah, I, I'm going to add one thing, too, is just because you stop interacting with Paula at this point in time doesn't mean that you won't reconnect at a different time. I really liked what Tina said about intersecting relationships. There are often huge gaps in long-term friendships for many reasons, uh, because you're just following different different paths. You have different goals and objectives. Uh, you're, you're physically, one of you is working uh, on game design in, in Japan, and the other one is on a fast-track career, you know, in Poughkeepsie. I don't know. But I, the whole point is that there is that, that point where you'd be surprised that, that years later you may be able to reconnect and rekindle that friendship. So that's why I use the phrase timeout. Thank you, Lynn, Tina, and Rachel for your suggestions and advice. I hope this helps Claudia with her situation and all our listeners with any difficulties they've encountered with friends in their lives too. We want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. Next week will be another terrific dialogue at Petite to Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitetoqueen.com. Mm -hmm.